everybody welcome to the truly metal podcast i'm libby and this is episode 90 90 we're getting closer to 100 aren't we 100 100 times i've sat down well i haven't actually yet i've still got 10 to go but we'll get there 90 episode 90 how are you i hope you're well welcome to the podcast uh you can find me all over the internet as truly myrtle i'm truly myrtle photos on instagram and how about that for a flawless start was almost flawless it was kind of flawless I hope anyway I've started hey I've had a fantastic couple of weeks I just spent last weekend uh, we're in June middle of June uh, last weekend I spent in Christchurch uh, down at Wool Feast it was so much fun it was really good fun now to be honest at the festival itself uh, I've got cereal on my teeth again it's terrible <laughs> it's gone to be honest at the festival itself um, I really don't get to leave my stand, uh, uh, hardly at all. So in the beginning, I set up as fast as I can, and then I race around, and usually what happens, in fact, I think it's happened every single time that I've ever been at a show, I get about oh, a third of the way around, half the way around, um, just saying hi to people, seeing what yarn's around, seeing what, uh, if people buy my patterns, what yarn I can recommend they go off and buy. And I get about half the way round and all of a sudden someone, I look at, you know, someone says the time or you see you see people coming and you realise you've got two minutes or one minute before the doors open and I have to race back to my stand. Um, so it's a, I don't actually get to look around that much. And so the prospect of actually scoping out yarn for future purchases is pretty slim for me. It's, it's I get stuck on my stand. So... Um, I do like knit August nights for that because I get the whole weekend when I'm not teaching and I'm on my stand. I can just sort of peruse a little bit more. Uh, but anyway, having said that, it was really good fun. I really enjoyed the people I stayed with. Uh, it, I had so many people visit me on my stand this weekend. It was fantastic. We tried everything on you, looked in the mirror, had a long chat. People showed me all the stuff they were making. I think every striped cardigan in the building was a timely cardigan, which was awesome. And it was awesome, actually, because when people were buying the pattern, and they were asking me about yarn, I could say, well, see that one over there? She's used more of a woolly yarn or a sock yarn. And see how she's made the sleeves longer? So it, it's actually more of a, a wintry or a, a mid-season garment when it's knitted like that. But see this one here? She's used something with a bit of silk in it. So it's got a little bit more drape. It's a bit more sheen to it. And it's a bit more of that transitional summer into uh, spring or spring into, you know, what am I talking about? The seasons? It's just a bit more in between the sort of the hot into the uh, autumn rather or the autumn into the <laughs> what comes after autumn, the next one, winter. Anyway, it's a bit more transitional. So that was really good. So I could have these sort of what living, talking models that I could show people what things would look like. But it's really good. I, I just, I'm in my element when I'm, talking to everyone, I'm dressing people up, we're squishing yarn, we're looking at colour, you're pulling skeins of yarn out of your bags and showing me the colours together. 
oh, I just absolutely love those days. I get more and more energized during those days. Uh, yeah, it was really fun. It was a great weekend. So if you're ever if you're ever around Christchurch in mid June, come to Wool Feast. If you're not, and there is a Wool Festival near you, go. I keep saying this at the moment, but really go. Go and have a look. Go and meet other knitters. Go and meet other people who are making things and um, find your tribe. It's it's just, it's really, really good fun. I thoroughly enjoy it. People are, knitters are such nice people. They, I, they just really are. I think there's this, this common thing that we all need on some, um, there's just some making urge in us, knitterly urge, uh, where we have this, we understand about the textural, the touching, the colours, the meditative stitches. We understand about ripping out and having to just get back stuck in and do it again. Uh, we understand that it's slow. I don't know. There's just something about all of that that um, that, that we we get. We get each other, even if we're totally different in so many ways. We get each other. That's my rant over. Uh, now, what I wanted to talk to you about today was, now every week I sit in front of a line of books. You see me sit in front of this line of books. I have some yarn and I have a line of books. And lots of people are, have asked me about book suggestions. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a book fiend. Um, I love books. I've always loved books. I grew up when there was no internet. So uh, books, you know, are really important to me as a little kid. And um, as I grew up, and I have not lost that love of books. And I think people, even today, growing up with the internet, there's something tactile about holding a book. Oh, just having it in your hands, and there's something beautiful about a book. So what I thought I would do is I would tell you about some of my favourite knitting books. Well, some I think some of the ones I reach for most. Now, things have slightly changed for me in the last few years, the last sort of five years, as I've been doing more designing. Um, so I'm not going to show you the things I reach for as a designer yet. I will. If you're interested, I will, uh, because I have some really good suggestions about uh, books that are great to help you with designing, because there isn't a lot of information in one place out there. It's a matter of gathering information from lots of different sources. So if you're interested in that, just let me know, and I'll, I'll do another podcast about designing books. I might do it even if you're not interested. <laughs> I might just show you what they are. Um, but anyway, today I thought I'd talk to you about some of the books that I I think when I really got back into knitting um, around 2010, um, I mean, I've always knitted. I've knitted and knitted and knitted. I hadn't stopped. But uh, when I realized there were other, there was a world out there, there was a knitting world out there. And, you know, ironically, that was on the internet. And it just drew me back into knitting books. And I started discovering books and authors and uh, knitters that I'd never heard of. And I started collecting a few more books. So I'm going to show you some of those today. So are you ready? There's not many. I've just picked out my sort of top, my top ones that I think uh, would be really handy to have. So get your pens and I'll tell you what they are. So first up, um, I've got three books by the same person. Now, I was introduced to Elizabeth Zimmerman uh, around this time, 2010, I think I sort of discovered Elizabeth Zimmerman. She'd been, uh, she's, she's died now. Um, her daughter carries on her knitting legacy and she was fairly prolific. She's written lots of books. She just, 
the thing about Elizabeth Zimmerman is that she it's a, her books are a good read. They're not just knitting books. I've got three. I'm going to show you before I go into any detail. I've got three. I've got Knitting Workshop. I've got Knitting Without Tears. And I've got The Knitter's Almanac. Because once I started reading things from Elizabeth Zimmerman, I didn't want to stop. She talks about how you're the boss of your knitting. You are the boss of your knitting. Don't let your knitting boss you around. You're the boss of your knitting. Um, she talked about just... Her, her whole philosophy was just making it work, give it a go. Um, she talked about unventing things. She's always unventing. Like she realized that she was making stuff up all the time, but probably because knitting is so old, someone had already made it up somewhere along the line. So she talked about unventing things. Um, now, of these three books, they're all great. My favorite is this one, Knitting Workshop. And if you're going to start with one, I would start with this one. The other ones are full of great stories, and um, and this is sort of a more basic version, I think, so some of the others. Mrs. Almanac has projects to take you through the whole year, project every year, but Knitting Workshop is the one I like best, because it's a good one if you are new to knitting, or at least if you want a new outlook on knitting. If you want to just sort of take a step back, if you've, if you've muddled along, and fudge lots of things your whole life and have never actually had, had a knitting lesson or never really known what you were doing, this is a really good one to start with um, because she ta takes you through. In the beginnings, she talks about a hat. And when she's, she takes you through a bunch of projects and with every project, she tells you about, just right from scratch, winding wool, um, how stitches are made, casting on, knitting in the round, the idea about gauge. Um, she gives you a bunch of different cast-ons. She talks about how to read your knitting and why you should read your knitting. Her style of writing is absolutely fantastic. She's really into you having a go yourself, and so taking some of those numbers from your knitting and, and making up stuff yourself. And she just, from this, you could make up your own hat uh, from the beginning the first one by the end of that you'll be knitting your own hat and in fact um years ago now when I I made my two big girls I think I only had don't think I had a baby at that stage or maybe I did have a baby I mean I had four babies but maybe my youngest wasn't born uh my two girl my two bigger girls were older I made them a doll each anyway um a walled off doll and uh, I've, I've known how to make those since I was a young kid. So I made them a walled-off doll each, quite a big doll. And um, and then I made them clothes to go with it. And I, I remember using from her hat instructions in this book, I made little ferrile hats for the dolls. And they just fitted them perfectly. And, um, and that was really fun. I really enjoyed that. I experimented with some simple decreases on the crown and and they were really really cute little hats that went they had socks and hats and cardigans and dresses and um you know long bloomers and things like that I made for both of the dolls one Christmas anyway she starts with hats she talks about decreasing she talks about blocking uh what else does she talk about and then she moves on to sweaters she gives you different ideas for knitting a yoke how you construct a yoked sweater um, now, one thing I would bear in mind with this is that the it's it's um, you know it's sort of written a long time ago. Fashions are slightly different, but you can take um, in terms of the yoke anyway. You know, she wants quite a big cast on under the arm, and her necks tend to be quite small. And if you were after something quite um, warm and sort of fitted around the neck, that would be fine. But just 
take a little bit of some of it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Don't be afraid to inject some of your own ideas of fit and style into these into this book. But it is fantastic. She tells stories all the way through. I don't know if it was this one that she tells um, lots of stories, but some of the others she talks about knitting with her eyes shut and going to watch her husband fish. And um, she just sits in the car and knits, and it's just fantastic. You can just sit and knit your eyes close and just keep on knitting and knit with your eyes shut and, it, and it's worth practicing knitting with your eyes shut so you can do stuff like that i just love love those sorts of things um she stalks she has a closing statement in her book um i've been encouraged to end this book with a clo closing statement after all where else could it be really the whole book is an opening statement she says it attempts to introduce you to a few perhaps many knitting techniques which may change your knitting habits Please consider them by trying them out. Knitting has been a comfort and an inspiration to people for hundreds, perhaps thousands of years. And during this time, methods have been discovered, forgotten, distorted, improved upon, forgotten again and rediscovered to be improved upon yet again. It would be pompous, indeed, to imagine that any strange new technique is really new, but we shall never know. A recent invention is the wooden circular needle. This material is God-given for the making of the first circular needle on earth, and who is to say that it is not a reinvention? Keep digging, you archaeologists. You may yet find one in a tomb, in a bog, or in some lost and forgotten knitting bag. Maintain an open mind, then, and perhaps develop for yourself a new way of life. And good knitting, Elizabeth. Just her style of writing is so lovely. I really like it. So I thoroughly recommend probably any of her books. But this is a great one if you actually want to um, get some new skills under your belt or refresh yourself of some ideas. There's little gems on every page. So that's my first suggestion. Any of the Elizabeth Zimmerman books, grab them from your library. You know, I borrowed a lot of books from the library. I, I still do. Most of the books I buy, um, sometimes I don't because of like my library doesn't have them. But most of the books I buy, I borrow from the library first. And um, I check out whether I want them. And if I want them, then I'll buy them. And sometimes I'll just get a little bit from them and I won't need the whole book. So definitely use your libraries. Right, the second book. Let me tell you about that one. The second book that I'm going to show you is new for me. Um, it was a total splurge. It's quite expensive. I don't expect you to go out and buy this one. I did have, and I can't seem to find it on my shelf, so I'm wondering where it's gone but I did have the original version of this it's the Vogue knitting book um, and I did have the original version and the original version is fantastic I think it's got it's got heaps of what this book has got in it this is a revised and updated version but if you can get hold of the original version you'll get it much cheaper and it's really useful now the Vogue knitting book is like an encyclopedia of knitting information it has um, lots of stitch, stitches in it that you can use. Um, if you know you can you can change stitches in your knitting. If you have a cardigan or a hat or a, something that you love or a shawl, um, play around with changing the stitches. It makes it your own. Certainly, um, kids' garments are a great thing to do for this. When I was knitting for my biggies when they were little, I would buy a pattern get a pattern off my mother I don't know I had patterns plenty of patterns like for a simple raglan 
And I remember there was one in particular that was a really nice fit on Gabe, I think. It was for Gabriel, my big boy, although all the kids wore all the um, stuff. I just kept passing them down. Um, and I re-knitted that, oh, I'd say four times, at least four times, uh, just in different ways. So I changed the stitch pattern in them. I colour blocked it. I um, What else did I do? Stripes, all sorts of things. There are different things you can do just a simple pattern to make it completely different. So having a stitch stitch patterns like are in this book, um, there's quite a few stitch patterns in here that you can add and, and um, change things up. It's got quite a lot of cast on information. It's just sort of an encyclopedia. It's really, really good. It's got things about mosaic knitting. It's got all different kinds of decreases. Pretty much anything, if you have a little question about something, this is a good place to go. Um, it's got information about correcting your errors. I don't know if you can see any of this stuff on the screen, but I'm showing you anyway. Um, fixing up errors, picking up stitches. What else does it have? Taking your measurements when you're wanting to make a garment. It gives you some uh, good guidelines about how to take your measurements, where, that, where the measurements are on your body. It's really good. It's jam-packed with information. Pockets. Um, this is now I don't know if this is in the old one. I don't think it is but an introduction to shawls and different shawl shapes Because you know once you've got a shape under your belt you can have a go at making one up or at least if you buy a pattern You have a, a sort of an understanding of how that might work But um, I know there are plenty of you out there who will want to be making up your own stuff So this is a good place to start All sorts of things. It's just jam-packed with tons and tons of information um, about knitting, knitting with beads, I just noticed at the end. So, like I said, this one is quite expensive. It's new, it only came out last, I think it was the end of last year, might have even been the beginning of this year. And um, get see if your library's got it first. But if you want something that's a one-stop shop for knitting tips and tricks and information, I can recommend the Vogue book. It's really good, but like I said, the old edition was also fantastic. I had that one for years and years and years. It does seem to have vanished. It could be in one of my kids' rooms. Um, it was really great. Now, I have got another great big, which isn't in my pile, but I'm going to tell you about it quickly because it's behind me. But I have got another great big book, which is also like a knitting encyclopedia tomb. Um, this came out a few years ago. It's called The Principles of Knitting. It's a similar idea. It's a one-stop shop. The thing I would say about this is it's a little more convoluted than the Vogue knitting. I mean, it's amazing, amazing book resource. It's an incredible resource. To be honest, I don't use it as much as I would use the Vogue one. Um, I have used it a lot, but there's a lot of information in here, and you, and there's a lot of words. A lot of it is sort of words rather than diagrams. So it's not a quick, not a quick resource to use. That the, there's a lot of pictures in the Vogue knitting book, so it's it's much more visual and you can find out information quite quickly. But um, Principles of Knitting, if you're really, really keen and you want to know all the things, this is a great book, Principles of Knitting by June Hemmons Hyatt. I'll put um, links in the show notes to all these books. So yes, so I guess what I'm saying is, with Elizabeth Zimmerman, you've got um, a punchy, interesting, empowering view on knitting with some really great tips that are a little bit um, 
offbeat sometimes some of her ideas which I really like I think it gives you some sense of power over your knitting with these big encyclopedias there's really nothing in there that you won't find out if you need have a question so what they're one-stop shops for knitting information of course YouTube is amazing but I do find that with YouTube I often scroll through a lot of tutorials in order to get one that is um, not really long before they get to the point or just in a, presented in a way that I understand clearly, quickly, um, that I don't have to sort of watch and rewatch and rewatch. I do like books for that because you can have, it's just all laid out and you can skip through stuff you already know and go straight to the part of the technique that you're trying to learn. So those, those two are great. Now the third one um, is a little different because the third one is actually a pattern book. But I have, I got this one years ago. Years ago, I can't even think when it came out. Um, probably about 2009 or something like that. 11 maybe. I'm not sure when it was published. I'll just have a quick check for you. But not that it's relevant in the slightest really, is it? But maybe it's interesting. Um... 2011, yeah, 2011. So I bought this quite soon, or immediately when it came out. Um, it's Yuzolda Teague's Little Red in the City. I have absolutely loved this book. I have used it a lot. I have used this book so much. I haven't knitted one single pattern in the book. Um, but as a resource, as a knitting resource, it's fantastic. It's really fantastic. She makes everything seem totally doable absolutely and utterly doable. Um, in the beginning of the book, because it's a sweater book, there's lots of information about sweaters and how to actually make them work. So her first um, heading is tools for a successful sweater. So she talks about finding yarn, getting gauge, um, how different yarn behaves and, and what you would choose for what. Uh, what else she talk about? She talks about, yes, yeah, swatching, like I said. She talks about blocking. She talks about different ways to, if you know if your tension is off and how to make changes. Um, she talks about, uh, what's a lot about swatching? Fabric characteristics. She also has a whole section on taking your measurements. So this is like super important if you're wanting to make a garment that fits you. Taking measurements of your body as it is now. It, not worrying about what the numbers say, but actually just having the numbers. Because once you've got the numbers, you can make a garment that fits you. And when something fits you, you feel great. You feel fantastic if it fits you properly. It's when we're trying to squeeze into things that are too small or we're swamped by things that are too big. That's when they don't feel good. So getting on top of how to take your measurements is a good start. Um, she also talks about how to choose a size. She talks about um, making basic changes and not so basic changes. So there's a whole lot of stuff there about um, creating a perfect fit, she says. So she's got um, all sorts of things, like if you've got a bigger bust, how to do bust arts. She's got things about um, changing the silhouette of a fabric to make it fit your body shape. She's got ideas about adding darts and up the princess lines, if you need that. Um, Oh, there's, it's just, there's lots, like the whole, I'm going to show you how much of the first part of the book. There's all sorts of, all sorts of things in here. Um, goes on and on and on and on. Blocking, techniques, she runs you through a whole bunch of techniques. She's got short rows, she's got wraps and turns. Look, about almost half of the book is techniques and tips and tricks and lessons and everything you need to know. And then the patterns are in the second half of the book. And the patterns are really cute. They are really cute. 
And, um, you know, although they were published ages ago, there's a, a really wide range of sizes in these patterns. And um, I, I would like to make some still. There are some in here that I really like. So it, it, isn't, it isn't just a technique book. There are some really cute patterns in here. But I love this book. I, I reach for this book all the time, both as a knitter, um, you know, who, and as a designer. I reach for this book a lot. It's just full of great information, really great information. So I can thoroughly recommend it. Little Red in the City by Years Older T. It's just one of those books that's really handy to have. Um, yeah, I really like it. Okay, the last book. Now this is just a pure technique book. I looked through, I have got other, I've got a lot of books. Um, and there are some other great ones. I've got a bunch of Stitch Dictionaries. They're fantastic. But actually, if I do a designer um, podcast about books for designers, I, I think I'll talk more about those in there. This book I use all the time I use all the time and uh, although I use probably use it more now that I'm designing I think it's something that would be really really handy to have even if you're not designing and it's cast on bind off now there are a couple of these around there's um, another cast on bind off book I think I borrowed it out of the library and I think I decided I liked this one but I can't remember so I might have just made that up but I think I did Anyway, this one is great. I really like it. It's simple to use. Um, it's full of cast-ons and bind-offs. Like it, it is what it says. 211 ways to begin and end your knitting. So everything is in here. Absolutely everything. Tubular cast-ons, three-stranded cast-ons, um, double-twist cast-ons. It's got Latvian cast-ons. It has bind-offs to match your cast-ons. It has I-cord bind-offs. It has toe-up cast-ons for magic loop. It has um, bind-offs for rib. Oh, it has everything. It's It's got fantastic pictures. It's really clearly laid out. There is probably, I haven't been able to understand a cast-on from looking at this book yet. And actually, I was practicing a new cast-on the other day, and I went to YouTube, and I was watching some videos on YouTube, and um, I just could not get it. I, I could not get it. It was two colors at the same time, and I was trying to cast them on um, in a new way, and my brain just was not getting it. So I'm going to sit down with this. I have absolutely no doubt, because I, I used to know this cast on, and I've forgotten the cast on, and I have a feeling that I first learned it in this book. So I'm going to go back to this book and have another go. Provisional cast-ons. It's got all sorts of things. The Chinese waitress cast-on. There's things you never knew you needed. A German twisted cast-on. Twisted cast you do need to know the German twisted cast-on. It's a really good one. It's fantastic for when you're starting hats. And I actually use that in my hat patterns now. I'll tell you to use a German twisted cast-on because it's lovely and stretchy but has a good amount of firmness to it. It's not going to stretch you out of shape. So that's my last one that I would recommend. Cast on, bind off. It's a really, really good book. Um, there are more, of course, but I don't want to overwhelm you. Definitely order them from the library first if you can and have a look at them and see if it's something that you like or you get. And if you like them, then uh, you can buy them at, quite often your knitting shops might, you might, your local knitting shop might have them. Amazon, of course, has pretty, I think Amazon would stop all of these books. Books Depository, if you're uh, down at this end of the world, uh, Books Depository has free shipping, and uh, there's a, yeah, just a variety of online shops around to buy them. So good luck with the books. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, if you have any more specific questions about other books, just let me know. 
and I'm happy to look at them. Chances are I might have some of them on my shelf. And uh, But like I said, books are they're great. They're just great to have around. They're essential tools. To my mind, they're essential tools in your knitting kit. So I recommend getting some. I hope you have a lovely couple of weeks. I think I've got a couple of weeks before the school holidays start. I think I've got two weeks. I might have one. I'm just going to say it's two because we just hopefully it's two. And then I'll have, um, I'm probably not going to record a podcast during the holidays. So fingers crossed, I think there's one more podcast in a fortnight's time. And then I, I might have a little bit of a break. I'll see. I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to say, I'll see you next in a couple of weeks' time. I hope you have a lovely couple of weeks. Get lots of knitting done. I'm going to curl up. It's absolutely freezing today. As soon as I get this video edited and up and off into the into the ether for you, I'm going to light fire and sit down and knit like mad. So I'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Some of the homely creation Wait and see It might even be for a teapot There's no excuse now Not to be knitting Cause you can do it standing You can do it sitting Take out your needle Yeah, yeah We're casting, casting on One, two, three, four, five Once I got a fish love You can do it, Mary